the views and opinions expressed on this podcast do not reflect the views of the Carolina's GCSA or the show sponsors. You are listening to Pulling Weeds, the official podcast of the Carolina's Golf Course Superintendents Association, brought to you by Simplot, a forward-thinking company committed to bringing next-level innovation and solutions to turf managers from coast to coast. Here are your hosts, Alan Knight and Tim Krieger. Welcome to Pulling Weeds, the official podcast of the Carolina's Golf Course Superintendents Association, brought to you by Simplot. I am Alan Knight, joined by my man... Again, Campbell Cox. How are you, Campbell? I'm doing well, Alan. Good to see you here in Raleigh. I know. Is, is this God's country to you? This is close. This is where we've lived since 2010. Okay. So uh, we have raised our family here. Um, cool not, area. Not quite God's country where Mama lives, but we, we absolutely love Raleigh. I hear you. It's a beautiful area, and uh, we're at the NC State NC State University Research, Turfgrass Research Center. Yes, out the, their Lake Wheeler Road uh, turf turf fields yeah very very good facility impressive facility what do you think of this weather cold man it was colder when i got up here it's chilly it is it's a beautiful day though the fescue's starting to look good and bermuda's starting to uh, yeah. turn a little yeah i was surprised about the fescue uh, they got a lot of it out here yeah your uh your your fescue knowledge also needs a little work totally uh, based on our conversation and i even thought why are they even growing fescue but apparently <laughs> y'all have a lot of it in north carolina uh that's and, awesome yeah, there's, there's, not, big, there's big game this weekend between Clemson and NC State. Uh, I'm assuming that's why you're in town. Negative. Just to see you. Oh, thank you. Talk to Dr. Miller and Dr. Yelverton. Cool. Uh, you going to the game? I will be going to the game, taking the family. Big game between the two uh, land-grant schools of the Carolinas. You know, a lot of <laughs> NC State alumni in the Carolinas, as well as Clemson, and uh, always a good game no matter, you know, what the rankings are and everything else. That so should be fun. You think, like, Jim Kearns and Dr. McCarty bet anything on the game? Right? That'd, be, that'd be good to know. Put a put some of your product on the line, yeah. you know? Yeah. Win a case of something. Absolutely. That would be great <laughs> to know. We'll have to ask them next time we see them. Yeah, I could see a little trash talking happen. And that's true. I didn't think about both turf grass schools, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, big-time supporters of the turf industries in both states, yeah. and they, they collaborate so well. You know, uh, Bert and Fred Yelverton are, are close friends, and, yeah. you know, there was always great collaboration between Dr. Kearns and uh, Bruce Martin down in uh, PD, and there's just there's just always been tremendous collaboration. Fred Yelverton looks like he could be a folk singer, like hanging out with James Taylor and them back in the day. He does. He's like the uh, the sixth Oak Ridge boy. Yeah, maybe Kenny Loggins, just a laid back, cool yeah. dude. Yeah. yeah, he does. He yeah. does have a he has a good look. He was a one. We did a little video earlier. He was a one take Willie. Really? Yep. Nailed it. He did nail it. Well, you got to think about how many presentations has he given that guy. I mean, he, yeah, he knows what he's saying. That's what Doctor Miller said, Grady Miller. He said. Uh, it was because it was a fairly short video for rounds for research or upcoming and i guess he's longer used to doing longer presentations so he nailed it pretty good too. yeah 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 got to see uh got to see some of their work in action man I've, this is the second time i've recorded this field the problem with recording here is there's always somebody mowing something mm-hmm. and, and <laughs> so there was a greens mower beside us and last time we were here i asked a, a mower to move and he did move to way in the corner but the way the sound echoed throughout the valley over there 
it was i think it was worse when i pulled in i saw a kid backpack blowing off one of the one of their technicians was <laughs> backpack blowing off one of the greens i was wondering if that was now, i didn't hear that video i had the headphones on i didn't hear that so. yeah yeah this place is gorgeous though and they do yeah. tremendous work out here from lawn care uh, trials to you know tall fescue all the way down to you know obviously dr kearns is um green's work is infamous throughout the country and then uh the work that lee butler's doing at the rapid response lab is just i mean there is such a tremendous resource for for all of our superintendents you got to wrap it like a hamburger do you know that oh it's no not this half wrap if you want to send your sample you wrap it like a hamburger okay i've never heard it described that way yeah that's great that's That's like a cookout burger it is like a cookout burger all right speaking of i'm gonna ask you uh there's a good spot up here char grill yeah. Yeah. You ever go to Char Grill? I've been to Char Grill. Very similar to a um, Five Guys. Yeah. Very similar to Cookout. You know, the Freddy's Steak Burgers is the one that you Okay. Have, have you tried Freddy's? We have one of those at home, yes, sir. I love Freddy's. What about Snoopy's? You ever do Snoopy's? They're hot dogs? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're famous, man. Yeah, they are famous. You can't be in Raleigh and not have Snoopy's. No, no you can't. Yeah. That's a good spot. So. Absolutely. There's a lot of good spots up here. You can't EOP Snoopy's, though. I would do that if you could. If you could EOP Snoopy's, <laughs> you'd go ahead and buy all of next year's <laughs> Snoopy's dogs? Yeah, right. I would. I would. Save some money. Uh, all right. Good Good thinking. Isn't that what EOP's for? Saving money? So you're gonna we're going to get right into EOP. It's, up, it's upon us. It's October the 1st, and um, we've kind of joked in several previous podcasts yep. about how it's kind of the the three uh, letter four letter word in our right. business but you know it's um this year quite honestly might be a great year for guys to really look hard at the offerings yeah um potentially expanding what they've been doing and there's reasons for that um we're already receiving emails from some manufacturers that they're going to be back ordered on certain products and supply chain issues and some of these other things costs of freight costs of uh, raw materials everything is just impacting the costs of these uh, these products that guys have been using yes and when you look at the the deals that the manufacturers have put together this year they're they're great are they they've put together some really good bundles there's some really good opportunities for savings I just think that it's very smart for our customers and for the superintendents to really look hard this year and to maximize as best they can everything that there is to offer. No, no doubt, no doubt. So, real quick, have you seen Paul Hurst on Twitter? No. Do his sales? You got to check that out. And he does some EOP stuff. It's pretty funny. Dan, oh, really? Dan Francis guest host or co you know guest star episode. I was on a podcast. I got to plug Joe Galati. Talking Greenkeeper podcast real quick. Yeah. The day we're recording this here in Raleigh, my episode with Joe came out. And one of the things we talked about was uh, he does a, a, a answered question, the question answer period. And one of the guys was saying how with what we're probably facing, everything you just said, and the price of urea jumping, um, you know, he said he did well by buying the urea futures. But they t- we talked about the EOP and, and how – things are going to become you're going to streamline that budget you know, oh yeah and and the cost of everything going up yeah and the issue of getting things yeah i so. mean it's it's the it's the real deal from everything from i mean if you've been in the grocery store recently and looked at the price of your ribeye right you know to the crab legs to you know the the, the new price of your hamburger in a in a restaurant that you might go into all, yeah expenses have gone up inflation inflation is real and i do think that um this year in particular uh, what the manufacturers have done, some of the products and the way that they've bundled them, 
and uh, and the savings in some cases is just absolutely tremendous if you're if you're able to hit certain levels yeah it's just a good year to look at that and really save your club a lot of money i i have a I have a suspicion, and it's this isn't anything new, but I mean, there will be price increases that occur next year, right. and so now now would be the time to get locked in and save. You talk about crab legs. I don't eat crab legs, but I was <laughs> at Kroger at the deli at the you know the butcher's counter, and the guy told me they overnight doubled the price. Then this, yeah, this is a particular day that yeah. they just doubled the price. Yeah, you know. I'm not sure why I uh, I thought of crab legs, but I heard that the other day on the radio <laughs> that somebody used to go and buy like 10 pounds of crab legs for like 125 bucks. Yeah. And the, the, the 10 pounds of crab legs now is like $385. I'm I was like, what you. in the world? Yeah. Good thing I don't eat crab legs. Yeah. Here, so, so it's just, you know, honestly, Alan, it, the, the conversation's been going on now for a couple of weeks and, and customers are more and more familiar with it. The pricing of urea is definitely, yeah. you know, going to be affected. You know, raw materials, packaging. I mean, the cost of plastic is going up. You know, yeah. you know, we had a we had a tough time at one point finding uh, plastic caps for some of our bottles, right. and the paint industry right now is suffering finding aerosol cans. Really? It's, yeah, yeah. Man. So it's just uh, it's, it's it's interesting times, man. Yeah, not fun, not fun. So before I forget, uh, I don't know if I mentioned the Joe Galati podcast, the Talking Greenkeeper. You can get it anywhere. When you and I were talking just a minute ago, I found out he has some new sponsors, and one of his sponsors is the Greenkeeper app. Yeah. And you got a little something to do with that now, maybe? Simplot is now in a relationship with the Greenkeeper app. Did y'all make that Facebook official or no? Yes, that okay. is, that is Facebook official. Until you change your relationship status on Facebook, it's not. That's official. Facebook yeah. official. Yeah. Man, I got to get I gotta get up to date <laughs> on my terms, man. Uh, you got them all. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, Simplot recognized the value in what the Greenkeeper app is bringing to our industry. Yep. Uh, really looking at it long term. Um, the the work that Dr. Kreuzer has done okay. uh, to develop this app, along with Dr. Soledad up at the University of Wisconsin. Okay. The uh, the information that is contained inside this app is just it's next level. Well, so it, from a um, predictability standpoint, from a data management standpoint, from an agronomic um, uh, agronomic scheduling and tools, access to um, up-to-date academic information it's just soil reporting tissue reporting it is it's unbelievable and it's Man. very simple to use so uh, simplot is very proud to be associated with the greenskeeper app yeah we're going to be helping promote um promote that and uh, be probably be hearing more about that at the uh, carolina <laughs> conference and show that's exciting man i'm very exciting i've heard about it through joe's podcast and and he loves it he talks about it and i think that's pretty cool we got a mutual friend, so to speak. Yeah, the, the Greenkeeper app. So. Yep, yep. The just you know just in final, uh, Doctor Kreuzer, who's at, who used to be at the University of Nebraska and left his position there to solely concentrate on the development and launch and expanding the Greenskeeper app, is also a uh, he's actually an, uh, a part time superintendent of his own. Is he really? Yeah, yeah. And so he's on. He's very active on Twitter, reporting a lot of the things that he's seeing on a day yeah. in day out basis, and he's. He's putting a lot of that data into the Greenskeeper app. It's just the amount of data that guys are going to have access to um, using this app is just going to be next so level. So you get other people's data as well, not just your own data. That, yeah. Oh, wow. Absolutely. And and um, 
so so just in just to conclude we're very excited about that relationship that we have with greenskeeper app there's going to be more information coming out very soon it's it's like you said it's facebook official but it's yeah. still very new and <laughs> uh and we're still learning a little bit about what our role is and everything else at the same time well that's kind of the uh to me it's a simplot mo man kind of ingenuity and you know i know y'all didn't design it but you're right there at the beginning yeah you, know, you know you recognize something good and you jump on it so. absolutely I, I appreciate you saying that that's what we're trying to do there's there's always innovation is what's innovation. The life, yeah, it's yeah. what's the lifeblood of, of this business and i think for um i just think for gen for superintendents in general data management is going to become more of a tool that they can utilize to just really help take their courses to the next level absolutely it's like a cheat sheet you know yeah somewhat um well, that's cool, man. I, I like I said, I like that innovation. I couldn't grab that word. You had it the first time, but what else going on, Simplot? Anything else? No, I think that's about it. We're heavy into EOP. I think yeah. last time we talked about fall fertility. That's going on right now. Um, that's obviously very busy. But uh, you know, yeah. Alan, I just again, we'll, we'll we'll thank you for our partnership. Um, oh, yeah. Also, very thankful for what the folks here at NC State are doing. And I'll just I'll just wrap up my comments by kind of a, providing a heartfelt you know call out to our customers and just people in general to, to, to continue to be cautious and careful with the COVID situation. We know a lot of friends in this industry and their families and wives that have been and close family yeah. that, have, that have truly been affected. Yeah. And, uh, and that is still ongoing. So, you know, just, Hey, be careful out there, uh, be sanitary and, you know, just, um, just keep your health in mind. Yep. Yep. Uh, so now with that being said, do we need to say anything about Wes or Dr. Higgins? No. Nah. Nope, sure? I, I promised that I would not give them okay. one lick of okay. air time this go-around. All right, well, I'll cut that out. Just kidding. <clears throat> uh, our guest today, doc, I say doctor, I always get, there's a Dr. Rick Brandenburg, yeah. I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's, he, he's here. Oh, is he here? Yeah. Uh, today? Uh, no, but okay. he's, he's, a, he's here at NC State. Gotcha, he's their gotcha. entomologist. I'm sure I'll be in touch with him. Uh, Paul Brandenburg, Furman University Golf Course. Yep. And great golf course. This man doesn't come out in the interview. But we'd missed it. He is a huge Metallica fan. Are you a Metallica guy? I am a huge Metallica guy. Like when I when I was setting up that day in his office, I realized he had a Metallica mouse pad. And I thought really? that's kind of cool. That is cool. And as soon as we wrapped up the episode, he goes, Oh man, I forgot to talk about Metallica. You know, like he wanted to. So I want to make sure everybody knows he's a huge Metallica fan. Very cool. What's your favorite Metallica song? Man, there there's a lot of them. Um I'm a black album guy. Black album was amazing. Yeah. One, the song one, yeah, that was great. Yeah, any any song that had Lars with a long uh, drum solo yes, was yes. just. Interest Sandman's hard to beat though, man. It just yeah. gets it just gets my kids pumped up. It gets me pumped yeah, up. Yeah, you know, yeah. it gets the masses pumped up. You know what's sad though? Okay, I'm gonna tell my wife real quick. I don't think I've ever told this. So my wife's eight and a half years younger than me. And the Deadliest Catch. You ever watched Deadliest? Oh Catch? yeah, love that show. So I do too. I watch it. Watched it ever since it probably came on. Kristen didn't know that was a real song. She thought that was a Deadliest Catch theme song. Oh, really? She didn't realize that Bon Jovi oh, and Richie Sambor did an acoustic at the, M the MTV Music Awards and was a big deal. You know, yeah. Kind of started the unplug thing, but yeah. So, Well, good luck with uh, your interview with Paul, and uh, thanks again for letting us be a part of this, and um, really enjoy listening to all the episodes. Well, thank you for meeting me here, and uh, I'll see you again next time, my man. Yes, sir. We'll have more to talk about in November. Sounds great. Great, thank you. Paul Brandenburg. 
This portion of the Pullin' Weeds podcast is brought to you by Simplot Turf and Horticulture. Simplot is a global organization that prides itself in technology and innovation. Whether it's in the food services sector with the recent introduction of the new Sidewinder French Fry, or with the mining of phosphorus to yield products that help control wildfires, or providing you economical and effective product options for managing your turf grass. Simplot is proud to invest its resources into technology and innovation to ensure our market has a bright future with products that you can depend on year after year. Simplot, bringing Earth's resources to life. All right, so yeah, I'm excited today. It's a it's a local visit for me. Um, we're here with a guy who was on the board when I got hired, and I'm not going to accuse him of getting off the board because of me just yet, but we'll introduce him first. Um, Gosh, director of agronomy, are we going with? Golf no, course superintendent? Golf course superintendent. Golf course superintendent for over 20 years now at the Furman University Golf Course, Mr. Paul Brandenburg. Paul, welcome in. Thanks for thanks for being here. Yeah, no. We Thank you for having it. us. I love it when we have the short commutes and somebody else like Alan has to drive the long way in the morning. It wasn't too bad. No. Traffic should have missed it, most of it, too. Yep. yep. Two hours, four minutes, door to door. Best part is I tell him how to get here, Paul. Okay. I'm like, take a right off at 25. It's right there on the left. His GPS brings him up through campus. So he blows okay. right by okay. and takes a right, and yeah. he's backwards. Okay. Now, where where'd you drive from, Alan? Blythewood. Columbia. Okay. Columbia. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. So, so, you know, he used to work with um, Happ and Biff at the Golf Association for years. I didn't yeah. recall that, but yeah. that makes sense. 12 so. years with the junior okay. golf folks. Okay. okay. I want to say the only thing I ever worked here was the high school state championship a couple of times. 5A, maybe? 4A. 4A. We, we have hosted that. A lot. Yeah. It feels like maybe that has stopped. Maybe COVID stopped it. May have. Um, but we, I mean, it was years and years. I know Paul Jett played in it several times. So there's a lot of supers that played in it. Wait, you weren't here when Paul played, were mm-hmm. you? Okay. No, no, no. But I used to, when I got here and, you know, at meetings and stuff, people would come and say, hey, man, I played your place in high school. Yeah. yeah and so cool. we hosted that. And it was always like Monday, Tuesday. But and they did 36 on the, the first The kids day. would play 36 holes on Monday, and, and yeah. it wore them out. Oh, yeah. And I always felt so bad for them. And it, it was, you know, it might have been hot. You yeah. think? And you knew none of those kids had were used to walking 36 holes. Right. Correct. And uh, I'd go look at the scores, and, you know, maybe 74 in the morning, we'd be like 88 in the afternoon. Yeah. 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 There was yeah. no other state level 3a 2a we're doing that right. it was just the 4a yeah we're doing the 54 holes so how long has the golf course been here built in the 50s uh nine holes in 54 nine holes in 56 willie bird no not a golf course architect nice per se um the story i've heard is that they were using a landscape architect the guy who was designing the campus okay who knew the golf course superintendent at the Greenbrier. Uh-huh. They knew each other very well, which I think is Ross, Okay, one okay. of them. So he was involved with, like, laying it out. Cool. Um, but it's gone through multiple alterations, renovations. Uh, Chris Spence probably has the biggest hand on it. That's the most recent. Since 08. Yeah. Um, in addition to my current boss, Scott Sherman, um, who's a golf course architect, uh, works here at Furman, hmm. um, design partner of Davis Love. Yeah. So it's an interesting – What does interesting, he do here? So, does he teach? He does not. Um, he's actually getting ready to leave. 
uh, but he's been here since 07. Uh, I report to him. When he was hired in 07, we had just signed paperwork with Chris Spence. Okay, I got <laughs> and, and Scott was actually not hired to be over golf. He was actually, Scott's a Furman grad. Okay. Um, he was like campus planner involved with construction, landscaping design, okay. et cetera, et cetera. Uh, about a year after he was hired, he ended up putting on the hat that said, now in charge of the golf course and the grounds. and So I've been reporting to him for 13 years, and it's been great, really. So, nice. So so during the um, the renovation and the grand opening with Chris Spence, <clears throat> I do remember being at that event. Oh, yeah? And I do remember that about... Jay Haas was here, I believe. 13 minutes or so before the actual thing was supposed to go. I'm sitting next to Bob Gillespie, I think, and his phone yeah. dinged. And then you start looking across, and it was like one of the national security moments where the phone That's started right. dinging across That's the right. place from all the media folks. Yeah. And they just get up and start leaving. Fall of 08. Fall of 08. Tommy had just gotten fired that day. Tommy Bowden. <laughs> the Clemson oh. football coach from right down the road. So it was in like, the middle of football season. It was. It was. Exactly. I think it was right at the – it was yeah. because it was during the season when Dabo came in. You guys had probably just lost him. Georgia Maryland Tech. or Georgia Tech. Or like I think that. it was Georgia Tech. But anyways, yeah. That's how I remember that grand opening. It's the first time I met Chris. People got up and left. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. So, it was like, hey, are you going to still play? No, no, I got to go. That's a good memory. You got to work. So. Yeah. Well, the other good memory about this place, can we go ahead and get it out of the way? Sure. Sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is great. So Paul was on the board when I got hired. And one of the things that I did okay. is I passed my calendar around. To every one of them. And I said, if there's not an X on the day, write your, your name and your course on there, and I'm going to come work for you for a day so that I can learn about this business. Tell yeah. me what time to be there, et cetera, whatever. <laughs> well, it had never worked out where I was just going to come over and see Paul, so I just dropped by one afternoon. It's like 3 o'clock, find the maintenance facility, and there's one truck here. And I'm like, well, I drive down, I park, and don't see anybody. Well, i got to use the restroom. So I walk around the building and I go. By the time I get back from using the restroom, the truck's gone, and I don't think anything of it. I'm like, well, I guess nobody's here. And I was try it, and leave. That dude has locked the gate and locked me in. Was it a green Toyota? Was it me or was it maybe one of my guys? No, you were in Linville with Shown That's right. playing golf. And That's it was right. like the text messages <laughs> took like 45 minutes to get back because uh, he's in the mountains. Spotty coverage at best up there. <laughs> spotty coverage, you're yeah. Like, you're, 100% you're like, beer coverage you're like, for dude, sure. dude, I'm locked in. Yeah. And so the, where we just came in out. If when we're leaving, yeah. right before we hit the road, and you, you look at the gate and to the left, it's all overgrown. Okay. Yeah. Well, those were crepe myrtles just on the wall that were just planted, I think. Yeah. And I'm like, man, the fence ends like 100 yards. I'm just going to go driving down this bush road. He's like, that's all right. They're universities. They're not mine. Take them out. <laughs> Did you? Oh, yeah. yeah. I just drove around the fence and left. And there was one that was stunted. For years, and every time I looked at it, I was, I was laughing. Like I was like, "That one is short because Tim pruned it right. with, his, with his car." That so, is funny. So I sent him a text this morning. I was like, "We're five minutes out." He's like, "Hey, just make sure you don't get locked in when you come over." Man, yeah. I, know. So, I kept looking at my phone. I was like, Michael and my buddy Brett Thornburg. I'm like, I'm like, man, I need to call Tim. <laughs> he like, like, "No, no, I'm just like, come I, back and put. He'll be fine." I need to help him. He's trapped at Furman. And they're like, who's Tim? Who's this guy? You're fine, Paul. Come back over here and putt. So where are you from this area? I am. I grew up here. Travelers yeah. Rest? No. no. Uh, Greer, officially. Yeah. R- Riverside High School. Okay. So you say Greer and you're from here? 
What do you think of Gur? No, you, normally you tell people Greenville. You know, when I was at the Citadel, you had to claim your hometown. Uh, you know, you have to say, you know, cadet recruit so and so from. Greer. No one knows from Greer, where Greer lives. So, huh. you, know, well, you would normally claim Greenville. Sure. So, so I do that for people when, whenever traveling or whatever. They're like, where are you from? I'm in Greenville. And then like, oh, I got family in Anderson. I'm like, oh, okay, I can speak Powdersville language to you yeah. then. <laughs> so you chose to go to the Citadel? That was your choice? My father chose for me to go to the okay. Citadel. So I have two brothers. We all went there. Gotcha. Did um, he go there as well, your father? He did. Yeah. Yes. Oh, so this so. wasn't behavior related. Well, that's that's it, more like Canada military. It certainly was. <laughs> Some of it was. So you needed a little citadel in your life. We had a sliding scale. My older brother had a full scholarship. Okay. Um, I, he got in to Duke. He got oh, in no. a full ride to Georgia Tech. He took his full scholarship to the Citadel. Excellent student. You know, my younger brother, terrible student. All kind of discipline issues. He had to go. Okay. Yep. yep. <laughs> and I was kind of. In the middle there, where my, I think my dad was just like, you know, I got the first one in, because my mother wasn't real happy about that plan. Ah. Um, but once he got the first one in, that was it. You know, it, all three of them were, were definitely going to go. So, so little brother basically should have gone the route of Camden first, and then Camden the Citadel. That would have greatly benefited him. So I knew at age eighteen I didn't have the guts to go to Citadel. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I knew I was like, oh, I'll come home with my tail tucked, crying probably. Oh yeah. Back then, too. What what years did you attend? I, I finished in '92, so it was still all male, pre Shannon Faulkner, you just all missed her. pre Coed. Just missed her, huh? Yeah, and you know she's local. You know oh, yeah. she's local. So uh, yeah. Um, Can you go in on the hazing at all? Back then, it sure. was rough. I mean, there's no doubt it happened then, and it probably happens now. Do you think? I figured they had curtailed I, I don't, some. You know, they're they're very traditional. You know, there there's definitely a part of that college that they want to keep those traditions alive. And, I hear I'm, you. and I'm quite sure the women want to be part of it. Is this like Skull and Bones? Are you not allowed to talk about it? Or can we tell <laughs> what some of these things are? So now we... all that stuff, like the tin from Lords of Discipline and all that stuff, that I never saw any of that. What did you experience? I experienced a lot of physical conditioning and and conditioning. reprimanding. Okay. Wow. <laughs> a lot of push ups, a lot of you Abuse. Know, yeah, sure, 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 sure. So, but times were different then than they are they even now. Certainly, you know yeah, what I mean, yeah. certainly from were. from even our perspective. Yeah. You know, even with kids in school now, like I don't know how it was, but like I in military schools, you had yeah. PE, yeah. whatever period it was during the day, and well, you went in and you showered. Yeah, yeah. And you, kids now, I mean, they yeah. come home stinky, sweaty. There ain't no. <laughs> Showering in groups. We showered you know I mean? together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the wall with ten you know, spigots. No, yeah, yeah. I mean the toilets had yeah. no walls. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. still like that? You think, or you think they've had to change all that? <laughs> it is certainly not like I, that. God, I will say at my high school, I remember. So this is ninety-two to ninety-five. We petitioned. They didn't have the stall doors on the stalls because kids were smoking cigarettes so much, and so we had to say, you know, give us some privacy. And they changed the rules of smoking. If you had smoke coming up above your stall, they'd have to see a cigarette in your hand. You were busted. A lot of smoking going on at West Florence High School. But 
you know, back the then, problems um, you had in high school are way different than the problems <laughs> I had in high school. That's all I know. I mean, this, you know, this was you know, no phones, no TVs, no computers. No, y'all probably had no the air conditioning. The one payphone at the end, like the troops you'd yes. see. I mean, you, yeah. people waited in line to make if, their call. If and you wanted to call home, you had to as a as a knob. You had to leave your room, <laughs> leave the safety of your room, you know, and you're bracing and you're double timing and you're trying to make it to the payphone without someone, you know, finding fault with you, which, right. you know, was easy to do. Because you're calling home. <laughs> you're out of your room. You're It's fair game. So wow. It's open season. So. so no soap bar in the pillowcases or anything like uh, that? That that definitely happened. Okay. Um, you know, a lot of times that was that was keeping somebody in your own class straight. Gotcha. Um, you know, the, I don't remember upperclassmen beating anybody like that. Right. Um, now they might have beat their own classmate. So. Yeah. They but, called a blanket party. So. <laughs> so I mean that, that I know for a fact that. Uh, right. So. Right. Those are different blanket parties than we had at Clemson. I'll just say that. And they're I had friends at Clemson and at Carolina. Yeah, obviously a very different education. Yes. What did you major in at Citadel? I was an English major. Okay. And nothing to do with turf grass there, correct? Nothing to do with turf grass. In fact, I struggled with biology and math, which is how I ended up an English major. I was like, get me out of here. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah. So at the time, I wanted to be a sports writer. Okay. So, so then what did you do? You graduated college. I worked for Randy Long at Thornblade the summer before my senior year. They had just built Thornblade. So you were staying at home. I was staying at home. Needed a summer job, apparently. Correct. Gotcha. Yep. Yep. My mother was working at Thornblade as, really? the, as the receptionist. How cool is that? Very cool. So she got to know everybody, and yeah. she met Randy Long probably summer of... 90, 91. Okay. Um, you know, they had just opened. Yep. And Thornblade, it was literally right next to where I grew up. Sure. Sugar Creek. Yep. Yep. Um, and so I went to work for Randy, summer of 91. Okay. So then you graduate. Finished Citadel 92. Immediately went back to work for him. As an assistant? As on the crew. Okay. Um, just looking for a job. English you know, I, major, cutting grass. I was... I was applying to like the Greenville News and the Charlotte Observer and the huh. State, and and I quickly realized they were paying nothing. You know, nothing. You like, had to intern for six months for free. Grand, if anything, seven, yeah. You know, go cover you know girls volleyball, go cover JV football, and it was nothing. I mean, I was making more than that. I was literally I was raking bunkers and fly mowing at Thornblade. Thornblade had like 112 bunkers. Did, did you ever play it? Oh, yeah. Back in the day, and it's yeah. changed a lot, but oh my God. Yeah. You know, I mean, fly mowing was a, was a fate worse than death. Because <laughs> it never stopped. It never did. It you never couldn't did. get caught up. Yep. By the time you finished so, here and got around, you were true. back at the beginning. And yep. It just, so, yeah. Oof. And I, you know, that's where I learned how to walk mow grains. I mean, I, I learned kind of everything, all the basic stuff. So, how long did you stay there? Uh, he promoted me about five or six months after I kind of went back full-time May of 92. Uh, he had two assistants. Somebody moved on, so I got promoted, me and my fancy English degree, to be an assistant superintendent. And uh, we had kind of split crews. We, you know, we each did a nine, kind of a little friendly competition. Yeah. Um, you had the front nine, didn't you? 
whatever I had, it would switch. You know, gotcha. it, you'd do it for a little while. And, uh, you know, we had a great crew. That's probably, obviously, that's where I decided to, to get into the golf business. Okay. Um, this was pre-BMW. You know, Jay Haas was probably finishing up his PGA Tour yep. career. Um, 90, you know, it's, uh, but all those years ago, you know, Green Valley, when Jay lived out there, they had like a one-day pro-am, probably back in the mid-'80s, late-'80s. Um, once he moved to Thornblade, he kind of took that over there. Okay. Um, so Fred Couples wins the Masters is 92. Thornblade started having these one-day golf events. You know, just a, you know, Jay would invite all his buddies. But one year he had Couples, he had Norman, Dang. Davis Love, John Daly, Arnold Palmer came one year. Uh, they've got a picture of that in the clubhouse. Yep. Yeah. And uh, so I got some great stories about that. And that was, and we had a. I mean, we had a great crew. I bet you somewhere Randy's got that picture. There's like 16, 18 of us. You know, just a Man. perfect mix of, you know, we had some Hispanic guys, you know, who were, you know, Good back workers. in the day, back when we had, some of us had Hispanics that could work for us. And, uh Man, y'all been you've probably been around all these crews. You you know, we collect these personalities. Oh yeah. You know, whether it's the irrigation tech or the or the form and and we I mean, we had them all. That's great. You know. Look. Recovering alcoholic, you know, participating alcoholic. Right, right. <laughs> you know, the guys who smoked weed in the woods. I was about woods. to say the stoners or So the, yeah. yeah. So uh but it, you know, I would come home and, and I would tell my parents. I mean, we, I would sit there and cackle talking about you know what had happened at the golf course that day. So was, how long did you do that? I was there. I left. I left December '94. Started NC State, January '95. In person. In person. Two year, four year. Two year degree. Which For the I turf finished, grass degree. Mm-hmm. Um, which I finished in three semesters. Nice. Wow. So, so you, get, you got it together finally. You some, of my, to some of my English degree actually transferred. Nice. Uh, basically all the freshman stuff. I sure. think I got a semester's worth of credit. How about a Gumby's Pizza? You ever see Gumby's Pizza? Oh, no. Yeah. The NC State deal? No. Oh, yeah. No. So, and while I was there, um, Charles Peacock was my advisor. Yep. Fred Yelverton was my weed instructor. Chris Hartwiger. Mm-hmm was uh was my turf 101 ta that was wow. his pre-usga days okay um rick brandenburg was actually on i think he was on sabbatical he was traveling no relation um, to you we have to be distantly related we we have to he and i've talked about it i'm, I'm sure you. somewhere okay several generations ago with there's some there's some crossover right. um i would go see him and talk to him but i actually never took a class from him um but there was a i mean the turf the turf faculty there was did you was, work anywhere while you were there yep i worked for ron hall oh wow. at the governor's club okay um dan Bauman was one of his assistants who okay. ended up at the peninsula yeah uh, michael shown and i were on the crew together uh keith noxon uh, there oh, were wow. at the time there were five or six of us who ended up Going on to be golf course, yeah, at good places. So, good friend of mine, Brett Thornburg, was there. He and I went to school together. 
Um, yeah, a bunch of us. A bunch of us. Where did so. I hear that name yesterday? I just want to say, I, I've heard the name Thornburg recently. Where did we just hear that? Must have been Josh Costner. Brett, well, Brett's up in Durham. He's actually out of the business now. So uh, That's crazy. I've heard that somewhere. So his just whole recently. career was up in the Triangle, probably okay. Durham, Durham area. So Maybe bought a hat. So I don't know. So Who knows? So All right, so you went to state. You're at Governor's Club. Sorry. No, yeah. Go ahead. No. I'm just going to talk about some of the stuff on his walls. Well, I, I thought we were trying to get through his career before we went down <laughs> that path. I just want to so there's only a couple years before you got to Furman then. Yep. Um, straight out of NC State to uh, to Charlotte Country Club. Wow. Mark Stoddard. In fact, at the time, you know, the TCNC conference show was still a thing. Yep. Um, that was always at the Charlotte Convention Center, as I recall. It wasn't always, but it seemed like the last couple of years it was there. Yep. What was that? The TNC? Uh, the Turfgrass Turf Council of North Carolina. North Carolina, um, which... You know, back then had a pretty big trade show. Had yeah. had some pretty decent education. It was a premier event until yeah. the Carolina show came into it the was. late nineties, early two yep. thousands, yep. and um, so I went to that when I was in school and I was looking for a job, and I had three or four courses on my list. I had Charlotte Country Club. And I didn't know who the superintendent was. Mark had just got there. Okay. Um, Ray Avery at Quail Hollow yeah. is who I was looking for i'm drawing a blank right now but whoever was at myers park at the time okay i don't think it was sam murphy it was, i wouldn't know um i don't even know who was there before scott but, but i went and saw i went and met with ray i went and met with bill anderson at nice. Carmel, and those guys were great um mark stoddard hired me as like a fourth assistant <laughs> okay <laughs> he's like sure he's like I think I was making ten dollars an hour, which seemed like a lot. Yeah. Um, he's like, "I'll give you all the hours you want," because we had just started a renovation. And uh, oh man, that first year, it was common to work sixty, sixty-five, seventy hours a week. Sure. Very common, because we were doing a lot. But the crew was helping. And you got overtime then, so you were probably killing oh, it. Oh yeah. Yeah, probably yeah. did well much better then than when you took your first job. I'm guessing <laughs> after the overtime went away. Well, heck, my first job was this. Okay. Um, you know, because I wasn't there that long. I was there May '96 until February '99. And then you I took came, over here. When I came here. Yeah. So this is a state job, considered? No, because we're a private school. So you don't um, get state benefits after 20 years. Medical, all that. I don't. Yeah, that's that's probably the big benefit that I'm not getting. Um, there are several other very good benefits that, that, you that we do get here. Kids going Furman. to school here, things of that nature. My daughter is at school here. Nice. She just started a week ago. Football so. tickets, basketball tickets, anything you want. Yeah, yeah, you can. You can. Well, school ain't cheap here. Oh, I know. No, I know. Not, so to get that on scholarship for children, and yeah. he's got what, like, I think he's got three or six or something. He got more than two. Yeah. No, me? You're at two. No, you're the one who gave me the quote at two that said it's insanity to go from two to three. <laughs> That's right. And you right. quoted me on that when we were talking yeah. about Trent one night yeah. at the Esso Club having a beer. He's like, no, it's insane yeah. anybody goes from two to three. A few years ago, the men's team at the college basically was shuttered. and they For a couple of weeks, maybe a couple of months. Until people yeah. got privately raised the money, I believe. Correct. Yeah. You got a men's team here? Did, how did yes, that, we do. Yes, did that do. affect the golf team at all? I mean, the golf course? 
or you, uh, your facility back there? You know, when I look back at that, and, and even during the time, I think that was a fundraising ploy. Mm -hmm. um, the fact it. of the matter is the women's program has always been more successful than the men. Brad Faxon is our one famous grad. Right. Um, who, who made it big on the on the tour. Um, the women have always been better fundraisers. Yeah. Um, they got a good squad right now. They really do. They are a good coach. Um, they have a they have a pretty good list of, of successful oh, golf yeah. alumni. Yeah. Uh, you know, the three we, we talked about, but but there's a woman named Cindy Davis who played golf here. She was the president of Nike Golf. Wow. for a while during the whole Tiger era yeah. when he was with Nike. Um, they, there's quite a few uh, yeah. Furman grads that, that I heard a story, too, on the, um, like, I don't know if it's the Board of Trustees here or whomever, but yeah. when they <clears throat> are asked to serve, um, they're usually very affluent folk. Yeah, yeah. And the expectation is typically 10% income. Really? So donation I have, I annually. Heard, I have not heard that. If yeah. you're serving on the board of Furman. Yeah. That was one of the suggestions, That's if you will, from so. an individual who yeah. was being solicited. And the only reason I heard that is he said, because I was going to him for junior golf to ask for money. Yeah. And he's like, well, I'm getting ready to serve on the board and I'm at church. Those two have each yeah. asked for 10% already. So right. how large is your ask going to be and how good of an ask are you going to make today? I was like, well, yeah. it's not going to be that big. Right. <laughs> um, and it's probably gonna, not going to be nearly as well as those professionals. Yeah. And anyways, we left, and he sent me the book called How to Ask. Okay, okay. And it was kind of like, wow, get your huh. junk together, kid. You know what I mean? Like, this, yeah. is, there's, this, this is a professional realm you're in fundraising. Like, there's certified fundraisers right. out there. If I've learned anything uh, working at a, at a university for 22 years is that, yeah, fundraising is a very big deal. Yeah. Uh, it's a political deal. Yep. It's yeah. territorial. Mm. Um, in fact, getting back to the men's golf team, you know, there there were some hurt feelings there. Oh yeah, where people like Brad Faxon, um, Weldon Wyatt, his son played golf here. Okay. Um, so his name's on a couple things up at our practice facility. Yeah. Um, Frank Ford. Yeah. You yeah. know, Charleston. Did Cords play here too? Yep. Cords did, yeah. Oh, yep. wow. So, uh, so we've got some, you know, very successful yeah. benefactors uh, for the men's program. But, yeah, what I've learned is they get a lot of phone calls every year. They probably get multiple phone calls per year from Furman. You know, one arm doesn't know what the other arm's doing. Yeah. They're both calling. They're both asking for money. Please yeah. give to the golf program. Uh, Please give to the library. Please give to... Yeah. This capital project. Yeah. And I know there's been not just hurt feelings, there's been Upset there's been people, people pissed. Yeah. Because <laughs> the president didn't know that Brad Faxon already gave a hundred grand or fifty grand right. or, or, or whatever the gift was and, and, and I'm just using his name. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, they just And go back and ask again. So yeah. yeah, so you know, what happened with the men's program is for whatever reason it survived. They that. needed to to kickstart their their fundraising. Yep. And oh, by the way, you know, Furman just shut down their baseball program a year ago. You know, right and, now. And COVID, you know, COVID has had a big impact on a lot of schools. I didn't you know, know that. You and not only that, the the men's lacrosse program. Um, really. Very, very unpopular. Specifically, the baseball. 
I would I say would, even lacrosse here is a local market because of yeah. the way the the youth had boomed. Yeah. I mean, I remember yeah. the like the 12U League a couple years ago had 380 kids in it in yeah. Greenville or something playing lacrosse. And I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, whoever the hell's selling lacrosse equipment in the upstate's killing it. Because yeah. there's only one person, and they know they got to have 380 clients right now coming in. Well, let's talk about those gavels on the wall. The okay. Upstate <laughs> Turf Grass Association. Right. I think he's short a few, too. Haven't you yeah. served a few more than yeah. that? That means that, they normally give me that when I finally get to step down as the president of the Upstate Turf Association. Okay, he's on the he's part of that um, six shooter revolver that doesn't always have six shots in it. <laughs> yeah. Paul president, Kyle president, Adam, Adam president, Charles, Chuck Conley. Is Chuck in the rotation now. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're right. saying they... The four of them have been the president <laughs> yeah. of the Upstate since I moved up here. Yeah. I hear you. There's only yeah. been three or four. David Green, every now and then we'll rope David Green into it. Um, yeah, and that's a... Man, that's such a great group. It's to an be, amazing to group. To be a part of. Um, I am very proud of, of my, you know, the, the little bit I've had to do with, with the strength and the success of the Upstate. Um, certainly, I was not the one who started it, but but I've been on the board. It seems like for forever. Are you still on it now? I, I'm I'm ad hoc. I'm proud to say I'm ad hoc. I'm still writing the articles for the for the okay. Carolina Screen. All right. Um, I'm in charge of the Twitter feed, which is very not much not very active, but but. Uh, I've got a the UTA MTA event coming up yeah. soon, I believe. Don't yeah, you? that's coming just a couple weeks. Ninety six. Mm, no, uh, Scott Crouch. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna go down to uh, yeah, Mid Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I'm yeah. hoping uh, I get that call. They need they need a single. I'm always available. All right. What's so, the date on that? We'll go play. I can't remember the date. I didn't want to sign up, take somebody's spot. Um, I just got 15, an email last 14, week about it. It's, it's in a couple weeks. Yeah. It's, it's it's a couple Ooh. weeks. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but the upstate. I mean, the upstates. I think we were. If we weren't the first, we were the first or second to actually start the sponsorship program. We probably were taking our cues from from the Carolinas. Um, I know the Charlotte guys, the North South. North South. I think they they were early. Yeah. You know, we were. We all need money to run these things to sure. to, to fund our activities, and so yeah. Funny. Story. Sam Crow. I remember Sam Crow was involved. Oh, Alan yeah. Corbin. Allinger. Non-stop secretary treasurer in right? perpetuity. In perpetuity. Um, and so he's yeah. a bulldog, man. You, like you come to an upstate event, and <laughs> if you hadn't paid your dues yet, yeah, like in the golf tournaments, thirty-five bucks know. for the day. Well, no, you can't play that day. You got to pay your dues. You first. can't eat lunch. Don't be, yeah. don't be lunch without paying your membership. <laughs> yeah, you got to pay your dues <laughs> before you can him. come to that first Good event of the year. Yeah, Alan is great. He's yeah, he's I, he surely he's been on the board as long as I have. Managing so. eleven books of local associations, I can tell you that the Upstate Turfgrass Association typically has the fewest number of ARs. Okay. You know, I mean, it's yeah. just you pay your bills beforehand. Right. I like that. So, um, did you start serving right when you got here? Or was it right about the same time you came remember. on the Carolinas? <laughs> I can't remember. How'd you get roped into the Carolinas board then? Because you were on the Upstate board? Surely, yeah. I, I, as I recall, the way it used to be, it's normally the both the, the makeup of the Carolinas board. They would normally try to have an equal number from North Carolina, South Carolina, and preferably maybe one each from each local. We've been trying that for fourteen um, years now, so Paul. Yes. <laughs> That's whoever was before me from the upstate was probably rolling off or maybe rolling into the executive chain 
God knows who that was. Did you do two terms or one? Four with, years? With the board? Yeah, with the Carolinas. At, at, I think at least, two. At, at least two. If if not like a fifth year, because sometimes you would get appointed to serve like the second year of somebody. somebody. got promoted. Yeah. Yep. So. Okay. Um, it, it, I was on that at least four or five years. So. Gotcha. Well, thank you for your service. Sorry yeah. I ran you off. <laughs> Just one daughter? Just one daughter. Okay. I just yeah. want to make sure we didn't skip yeah. any other kids. Yeah. One son, about one her. daughter. Two yeah. kids. Okay. Yeah. 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 Two kids. So, How yeah. old now? Uh, my daughter's 18. She'll be 19 in November. My son will be 21 in a week. And he's? He's at USC. In Southern the California? Program. Southern California? <laughs> he's a we Trojan? actually applied. Uh, believe it or not, Southern Cal is actually in the tuition exchange with Furman. Mm. Um, there's literally like 300 schools coast to coast. It's a true exchange. So, you know, if he was going to go to Southern Cal, somebody from there was going to have to come here. Okay. There was no slot available at the time. Here or there? I don't think either way. I got you. <laughs> so we got a polite, you did not make the cut note from Southern Cal. So he's at, he's at USC doing great. Honors program, Darla Moore School. Oh, oh wow. So he is doing well. No arrests, no no probations or anything yet. So you got him right down in the vista, kept him out of five points, and he's, oh, he's, he's no, fine. Oh, no, 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 no. He, he's in, I think he's probably in five points every night. I was going to say, I'll, I'll meet him there and buy him a beverage or two on his birthday. But. So he worked at Wet Willie's yeah. this past summer. Wow. You ever, so, you enjoyed any of their beverages? I have. It's been, it's been many years. Not that one in Columbia. Right, I haven't been there. I think the, they have one in Charleston. Savannah. Savannah. On okay. the river. Okay. Call two, a cab. Two large call a cab. I've been there. So It's um, the only alcoholic drink I've ever had where you literally, like, you start sober and you finish that thing and you are drunk. Yeah. And it's like two of them. One of them, the second one, and you're like, yeah. whoa. Several of them have Everclear. Yeah. Is, is the yeah. liquor component. Correct. So, yeah, <laughs> my will was like mixing the drinks. Like in a five-gallon bucket. Right, right. And uh, I was like, man, <laughs> I kind of wish I didn't know that. The good old days. <laughs> I mean, at least it's a bucket versus the bathtub. We used to do the hooch in, you know what I mean? Clear, yeah. Everclear and, and the fruit the PJ. and whatever. Yeah, yeah. PJ. Yeah. There you go. That's the purple, southern term. Oh, Jesus. That's right. Nice. So, so that, we're, Sorry. Good. No, no. What's something you've learned during your tenure that you wish you could have told yourself when you were younger? Oh, man. Gosh, that's a long list. Uh, <laughs> I probably told, I probably, you know, alluded to this. I, I, I wouldn't mind having like a do-over with the board. I was not a good board member. Um, okay. And for whatever reason, whether it's maturity, uh, that particular stage in my life, um, I was. My kids were young. I was real involved. You know, coaching soccer and doing carpools and. That board I was on was like, I mean, was like a rock star crew. I mean, it was Jeff Cannell, it was Paul Jeff, it was Steve Hamilton and Brian Powell and Doug Lowe and and I mean, I was somewhat Mike Fabrizio. Yep. Um, Billy Lewis. Billy Lewis, Mitch, um, and I mean, I was a little intimidated being at some of those board, board Bill meetings. Bill Patton. So Bill Patton. Yeah. Yep. Um, who was a great guy. Um, I saw him at field golf day the other day. Yeah. Um, those guys, super impressive. Yeah. And, you know, we, we were just getting rounds for research rolling. 
Uh, I think that's one thing maybe I did do well. I was involved with that, made a lot of phone calls. Yep. You know, those first couple years, my old shop, man, I was sitting in there in the winter making phone calls and, and, and very proud of, of what we did early and, and, gosh, what that's become. Um, but, you know, I was on the board long enough where it felt like, you know, hey, you're next you're going to be secretary treasurer or something. And, and, I, was, and I was like, man, I just... I, think I don't you know that I'm good enough to do that. You and Jeremy Boone yeah. were the next two candidates, yeah. I think, yeah. at the and, time. Uh, and then Jeremy was going to come up. Yeah. You were coming off the board. Bill Kennedy had just rolled on. And then Jeremy and, uh, had to go off because yeah. he got let go at Sequoia yeah. like the following yeah. year. And, yeah. yeah, anyhow. So I was just and, – and I realized how much time that took, you know, to be on the board and to get away. And I was already at the point, I was like – I'm missing soccer games. I'm missing swim meets. I was like, I don't want to miss any more of that. Oh, no, I'm with you. So I kind of use that as an excuse to kind of. Sure. To, it's to, not an excuse. To roll off. And, and, uh, but, yeah, I, I, and I'm not saying I, don't want, I, I need to be on the board again because I don't. <laughs> um, but although we, I would if I was asked. So. But if we needed somebody from the upstate. So, yeah. That's I great. Would, well, so. as the president of the upstate, um, you're in charge of the local <laughs> nomination, so you may want to nominate yourself at some point. I'm not the president. I'm still just an ad hoc oh, member. Oh, okay. So. Who's president this year? Is it Charles? I think it's Adam Charles, yeah. So, But if I miss a meeting, then I will almost definitely be president. If you miss a meeting, <laughs> That's you, how you get nominated. I love it. I love <laughs> it. That's, awesome. That's how the rotation works annually now. So. Perfect. How about a piece of advice you'd give a young turf student or young assistant? Oh. You well, when you certainly when you get your first superintendent's job, you need to realize quickly you cannot do it all. You know, you can't be the guy who changes cups every day because you're the only one who does it good. Right. You know, you've got to surround yourself with good people, um, and you've got to train them, and and you've got to let them do their do their job and 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 treat them with respect and 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 you know, and then they'll. They'll respect you. Um, another big part of it, and I'm sure you've heard this, you know, everybody's got to be able to grow grass. You know, you've got to be able to, to, to read a soil test report and know when to fertilize, know when to water, know when to aerate and growth regulators and wetting agents and all that stuff. But, but managing people is at least half the job, if not more than half the job. Um, gosh, this last year or so, it is so hard to, to get good people to have mm -hmm. a good staff. You know, you better be good at, at treating people yeah. right and respecting them and training them and and keeping them. Retaining them. And, yeah. and that's the, I mean, that is that is a big challenge I know all of us are, are dealing with. I wish there was a message somehow to encapsulate what you just said across America for, like, all prospective employers that says, you do realize like this is your opportunity to start fresh this is your opportunity to become the employer that you've always dreamed of if you had mistakes in the past or if you've screwed up yeah everybody's hiring right now and like you said i mean it's going to be worker choice you know if you're at 15 bucks an hour at mcdonald's yeah. versus 15 bucks yeah. an hour weed eating versus 15 bucks an hour at the library Whoever treats them the best and yeah. probably has the best air conditioning benefits or whatever is going to get you. <laughs> and we've never, I mean, our, our industry is not exactly known for starting people at a good pay rate. Correct. I mean, we yeah. have had to Fight. adjust Correct. the last year or two. Yeah. And yeah. You, I mean, $10 an hour is not enough. I mean, you almost have to start people at 12 or more. Sure. Right. And then what about, you know, 
Joe Blow on your crew who you started at nine, and he just got to 11 yeah. or 12. Yeah. So now you've got to make that adjustment. And I mean, the good news is at least most of us are making money now, or at least we're bringing in revenue. Yeah. Um, now, you know, what the golf shop's doing or, you know, what you're doing with your expenses, you know, we all need to be keeping an eye on that. But, sure. but we've all got a lot of money coming in. If you're pricing it right, then you're giving them a good product. So, I mean, our parking lot is full it just is. about every day. Always, every and, time. And and we're proud of that. You know, the guys up there, they do an excellent job. Is that Chuck, Chuck Lackey still? Chuck Chuck left us a couple okay. couple of years ago. I'm sorry. Um, no, nah, he's, he's good. I see Chuck at the gym occasionally. He's okay. doing great. He's with UPS now. Oh, good for him. Um, but we've got a GM, um, and his job is to fill T-sheet. Yeah. And, you know, I think all the, the social networks and, and the Internet devices that are around golf now, you know, we've got a website, you know, go on the website, make a tee time. So. And you've got a student body, right? you got a good product. you got a good price point yep. for the community, yep. right? Um, it's really good for the students. It's free. They don't have to pay to play golf. If they want to ride, they pay for a cart. Sure. You're we, kidding We started me. that about three or four years ago. Wow. Um, well, and the thinking is, uh, you know, for those years that we're coming in, you know, maybe not making it even, the campus is supporting us. So, so the kids, you know, we might as well give them what they're already paying for. Get yeah. a hot dog or two out of them on the debit right. card. Get a golf shirt. Feet. Get some range balls, a shirt. The senior um, selling cold beer. That's made a lot of that that made a lot of sense and it's really earned us some goodwill. Yeah, they'll a, bring mom and dad, they'll bring the brother, they'll bring the friend. Paul, I have been complaining so. about the Walker course since ninety <laughs> six. I bet you have. Okay. And not anything with Don or anything yeah. like that, but as an alumni. Yeah. You walk in the door, you're gonna pay the same rate I'm gonna pay. Yeah. And I the excuse is well it's it's not owned by the university, it's managed, da 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 well I don't give a shit. You got a tiger paw out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we paid our part here. You know what I mean? And it's there's no acknowledgement whatsoever, even if it were a dollar just to say something different. <laughs> and then I think, Two a couple, dollars. I think a couple years ago, they finally changed it, and students get a rate. Okay. There's like a student membership that they sell now or there something. There ought to be an alumni rate. There ought to be a student rate. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Like, yeah. who, how hard is it to change the little thing on the board? You know what I mean? But yeah. Nah, anyhow, so I love to hear that about yeah. this place. That I mean, that's even a, more of a reason... If your kids are going, doing well, they got options at yeah. high-end schools, private schools to attend, and Furman's one of them, and they had grown up playing golf, for instance. Yeah. You know, and Dad hears that. He's like, hey, you should go to Furman. You can play golf every afternoon. Yeah. You know, yeah. you can go out there and walk. Yeah. That's pretty cool. You've got a disc golf course here. We do. That's not You don't have to manage it, do you? I don't. It just don't, happens to be parallel. It actually is kind of borders up against. Right. Kind of, some of it's part of the Swamp Rabbit Trail, kind of right along it. Okay. Yep. Trail goes right through campus? Goes right through the middle of campus. I've never made it this far. <laughs> it goes right next to our cross country finish line, which is right there next to the fifteenth green and the sixteenth tee. Because I think from, okay. from parking downtown, it's like right at thirteen miles to get to Travel's Rest, I think. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. And I was gonna do it the one way thing for the half training. Because it's all yeah. uphill okay. coming from Greenville yeah. up this way. Yeah. But I always made it about five or six miles, and I was like, eh, I'm just going to turn around and walk back to the truck and get mine in and not call for a ride. My wife and I walked from here downtown a couple months ago, 
And uh, that was that was a hike. What I mean, was that? I think it was nine. Nine. It was okay. Nine. Yeah. Because you're you're not far from downtown here on the trail then. Three or four miles I think makes we're sense. Three. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Between three and four. Felt like I went through downtown to get here. You did. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Depending on how you came. So. Uh, obviously, uh, I came in that way. Yeah. That's all. Good route. It's all right. Yeah. There's there's no kind of ways to get here. Nothing wrong so with coming it. from Columbia. Yeah. Without traffic, that makes the most sense. Yeah. I was having a selfish moment thinking this way. What's the first car you ever drove? Oh man, uh, the first car that my dad bought for my brothers and I was a '78 Dodge Colt. Okay. And it was a piece of crap. So, so he knew exactly what he was doing because I think he knew how we were going to treat it. Mm. How many we, crutches between the three brothers? It was a manual. Um, at oh, least that, three. That thing crutches. got submerged in a pond at least once or twice. The clutch was pretty good. I think it ended up throwing a rod. We had a, had a couple cars. Where the the piston malfunctioned. We can't we can't just gloss over. It ended up in a pond a couple times. <laughs> I mean, you can. It's I, not that wasn't bustling. me. That was my younger brother. So, okay, the, um, the citadel one. The yeah. one who needed yeah. the discipline. The one who needed yeah. the when citadel. When he gets up and goes to church the next minute, his wallet is wet because he was in a pond in the car. That's a good story. <laughs> oh, okay. Man. All right. How old? He was in high school. Ah, uh, probably seventeen. Yeah. Wow. Sixteen, seventeen. Did in the car survived? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Just right. drag it out? Uh, yeah, I think maybe just hose it out. Survive <laughs> <laughs> enough to put it back that in the That sounds like the hunt truck I got now. It's an old F-150 yeah. with roll-up windows and vinyl inside. Yeah. And you just open all four doors and just hose that son of a gun out. What kind of grass you got on the everything out here? We have Bermuda grass everything except for we have one bent grass green at the practice facility. Okay. The, the college kids have have what's called the REK. That's the early version of it. Um, they have five putting greens up there, four champion Bermuda, and the fifth is 962 bent grass. Can you you manage them all? Yes. For the golf team, but nothing else, just golf-related. You don't have anything else campus-wise? No. Even no. roads, none of that? We do the roadside. Just so. the one on 25 here? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Four of the same green seems a little much. Uh, well, chipping, putting. Three of them are just kind of target greens. Okay. Uh, that they're pitching to and chipping to and hitting full shots. Right. <clears throat> they actually don't do a lot of Short putting, putting yeah. on those three. Um, we have one kind of flat, the flattest Bermuda grain. They do a lot of work on that one, and it's tiny. I'd like we'd like to do over on that. That ought to be bigger, yeah. better. Um. And then the bent grain, they're working on their stroke and I think their mechanics mainly on the bent grain. So How about, how's your woodworking skills? Non-existent. Are you going to whittle a rocking chair so when you're done here they put it out front for you? <laughs> or are you going to have them build you one? I mean, are, are we here for the long haul, you think? I got, I'm here for about four more years, I think. Sounds school related. But go ahead. It's completely school-related. Uh, and it might be less than that, depending on when I can eject. So uh, we'll, Ma- we'll see. Mama we'll, does good. We'll All see. Right. Uh, Mama does do very good. Um, I, think, I don't mind bragging a little bit. Our, our retirement options here are, are incredible. Nice. Um, it's, it's a 503B as, as opposed to a 401K. We're, we're able to, to save a lot here that the, the – the university they they contribute before i do oh nice so and and i have the 
the wow. ability to match, which of course I do. Sure. And we're talking, you know, we're not talking three and five percent. We're talking Good. 10, 12 percent. Nice. So, that's amazing. So that's it is amazing. Everybody in the golf business I've ever mentioned that to, they're like, that is incredible. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's why you drove a Volkswagen for a little while. It all makes sense now. I get it. <laughs> Sorry. He pulls up in some little sports car like, damn, I don't even know uh, all decked out thing one time. I'm like, the hell are you street racing or something? <laughs> that was a GTI. That's so, what it was. That was fun. That was fun. I've had several little cars like that. Well, you can fit in them. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, these small cars, small trucks, they're built for small people like me. So. You, you ever get the Mini Cooper? No, no. My wife and I, were on our second BMW right now, that little X1, mm. um, which is actually the only one not made, you know, in, in, Gr- in Granville Spartanburg. <laughs> it's actually made in Munich. All the other X's um, are, right? Yeah, and, uh, and it's, man, it's a neat little car. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, a turbo four-cylinder gets like 27 miles per gallon. Yeah. It's it's That's kind pretty, of yeah. incredible. But, man, you don't want the maintenance bills. I just And I tell people, sure. look, don't. When you buy one, you have forfeited your right to complain because you, you should have known about it when you got it. Yeah. So. Yeah, we had uh, a lady over at the school who was driving a Mercedes. And, you know, nobody really said anything. Yeah. It was just for like two years. And then she pulls yeah. up in a Kia Telluride the other day. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, what happened to Mercedes? She's like, well, I had to go over and get brakes on it. And I was like, okay. She's like, they wanted ten grand. What? So I, so I said, keep it, and this is what I'm getting. Ten uh, grand. It was like brakes or tires or something shoe related to a car, you know. And I was like, wow. Anyhow, yeah, you're supposed to know these things. That's the old Hummer yeah. analogy, right? If you yeah. can't afford the fuel, you don't buy the damn right. thing. Right. So, right. Anyhow, all right. Um, one good Michael Shound story, and then we'll let you go, since he's oh, a former man. guest. Oh man, gosh! Uh, you know when Mike and I talk, we don't ever talk about golf or, or work anymore. We normally talking. We either talking about football. Yep. Because we both cheer for sorry teams. You know whether it's the Gamecocks or you know he cheers for Tennessee. Um, you know Tennessee like like other programs. You know just used to wear out. The Gamecocks. Right. Alan, you used to. Are you a fan? Oh yeah, okay. unfortunately. So, well, you know, back in the day, pre Spurrier, it was bad. You know, we couldn't beat. You know, we couldn't beat Clemson. Couldn't no. beat Georgia. Couldn't beat Tennessee. Couldn't beat Florida. No. So at least with Spurrier, we we beat some of those guys. Those few good Fairly years. regular. Right. I mean, that was right. pretty good. Just rotated through so, who you beat each year. And you know, the Clemson well, years. Kind you know, of the, <laughs> the poor volunteers have. They've never recovered from Spurrier beating. You know, well, what's his <laughs> name? Philip Fulmer. Philip Fulmer. Yeah. Um, in fact, there's a story. Mike and I were on the sideline in 2008, I believe, of Williams-Brice Stadium when uh, when Carolina beat Tennessee, and and that was Spurrier, of course. And uh, I think they fired Fulmer the next day. <laughs> Mike's know. still in Columbia. <laughs> hadn't even left town yet. You know, losing to Carolina gets you fired it does. these days <laughs> yeah That's you know great. whether your name is will muschamp <laughs> or uh you know got you know tommy bowden you know he got fired by heck he you know it's not like he lost to carolina yeah no and so, i think uh, that's when Dabo lost his only of the first five or something yeah i think that's when yeah. you guys had your high five era that was yeah. the fifth one yeah so, stupid uh, high, whoa, five whoa, whoa, whoa. The high five that was beautiful that was beautiful while it lasted five so. in a row when they beat clemson that was under that was all Dabo, wasn't it uh 
Well, if it was, it was early. It was, was pretty sure it was all nine, that. Oh, 09 to 13. Oh, that would have been his first five years then. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yep. Yep. Nice. So, yep. So, we ain't got our so anyway, Steve so Shown, I think Clay DeBose, I think he was at the game that night. Did you get everybody on the sidelines or just you two? I think Mike and I were Mike and I were drinking rum and cokes on the sideline. I know that. God, he, he had snuck some. He had pulled a, a Tennessee ball and snuck some mini bottles in. I mean, we were mixing them on the sideline. Got so. his hidden leg. <laughs> we were probably over there next to Chuck Green. And, I got to. I was gonna say this. Chuck Green told me a story back in the day where he was on the sideline drinking rum and coke and yeah. set it down, and a cheerleader didn't realize, and she went and grabbed it and took a sip and realized it was a, a, an alcoholic beverage. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. But uh, in fact, we. I was wondering how after the that. game that night. I think we went to Musgrove Mill. I think Mike had got the cottage at Musgrove nice. Mill. And we rolled in there at like midnight, and there there it's ain't dark. a light. Oh no! Around, I mean, it is pitch dark. It's eerie how yeah. dark it is down yeah. there. Yeah, I've yeah. been in those woods right yeah. behind Four Green there. That's where we used to hunt. Yeah, and you're in there with no light, man. Knowing there's other creatures out there, it was, man. It was, it was scary weird. until you could hear the mowers start up, and you're like, all right, there's humans right there. Yeah. You know, there's people close. It might be across the Innery River, but there's people. You know. Well, cool. Well, anything we forget? Anything you want to tell anybody uh, about you, Furman? You know, I I can't believe I've been here 22 years, and and you know it I, it it seems like maybe if I've even got an exit strategy here. So I, it, it's been very rewarding. You know, it's been great. I, I've had a great boss. You know, he's leaving. I'm actually not looking forward to that. Um, but you know, if you can, and Trent touched on it. You know, when he wrote this article about me, you know. When I got here, I thought, you know, three, four years, you know, I'll go apply for a Cliffs job, you know, I'll find my own thorn blade or, or yeah. Quail Hollow or, you know, Musgrove Mill, you know. Working here has been, been great, you know. It, it's allowed me a ton of flexibility. To raise a you family. Know, to, to be involved with my kids and, and with my wife and, you know, finally got rid of bent grass greens all those years. I mean, that, that was a life changer. So a lot of the pitfalls that guys are, are getting caught up in right now, you've been able to foresee and avoid yeah. because of occupational choice yeah. per se. I mean, I, I work 40-hour weeks. Yeah. And I don't work weekends anymore. Sure. And, and But you yeah. had your time when you got oh, here. Oh, I certainly did. did. All you had to earn that. So, yeah, you, you've got to earn that. And you got, again, it goes, but, you, you know, surround yourself with capable people. There you go. I've got three different guys who, who, who run weekends for me. Nice. And, and that's awesome. That's so they the key. so they only work every third weekend. Yeah. So they don't mind. No doubt. And uh, so yeah, I mean, I would, I would tell anybody who was getting into this business, you know, try to, you know, don't overdo it. Don't don't. Randy Long had a had a picture on this on his doorway, and it said, you know, when you keep your nose to the grindstone, all you get is a flat nose. Huh. I like and, that. And uh, so I took that to heart, and he made sure I, I took that to heart, and. And I, you know, you try to. I mean, this 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 job can. can He's got a half flat up. nose, though. <laughs> he probably does. Randy does. He's he got to because I mean, so. he worked. You know, he put in the time. He did. You know, he he would get away on weekends. He had two young girls when I was there. And um, you know, he had his hobbies. You know, he he could get away. He was so, smart though. I think some yeah. wedding receptions working into a employment contract don't yeah. hurt. Oh God, man! Along yeah, the way. He, yeah, he. He, he exited the right way. Exactly. <laughs> so. Uh, well, cool. Anything yeah. else before we wrap up? 
Ah, we can tell some more car stories. Tell more Mike Shound stories. So uh, that's part two. <laughs> we should have the two of y'all on to just banter back and That'd forth. Our past we, guest episode. Awesome. We could set a good precedent now. That way, anybody like if if we ever get a friend of his on here, you can only tell one story. That way, we can't just keep reeling on them. They get oh, nervous. Right. You can't <laughs> roast them. Right. So Michael's off the hook at this point. That's okay. Right. But well, Michael I mean? didn't get to tell a Paul story, so maybe he'll get an opportunity later. Oh, oh man, God, well, we were we were on the crew together. At the Governor's Club. I can't imagine. And I think all Mike did was mow rough. It seemed like all he did was mow rough. You know, <laughs> After Bush Hall was a two days this week, I'm okay with that. You know, me and, me and the student, I mean, we were, do, we were doing all the syringing. I mean, I was like, this guy's, this guy's on a tractor all day. He's just sitting around. He's farming. Like, and then, and then a year farm. later, he's the superintendent. Like, like, how the hell that happened? Should have been paying more attention to what he was saying <laughs> instead of what he was doing. I'm like, I'm over here. You know, I'm... Good Lord, you're working for Mark Stoddard. Now, that was, you know, that guy work. was a Marine. Yeah, oh, yeah. He got to work at like 3.30 in the morning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, he would hand you a list on Monday morning. And, like, on Wednesday morning, he might give you another list. So, mm. and you could never, you'd never finish it. Right. So. You just turn it back in and hang your head and say, <sighs> put it on so, next week's. So, well, you know, you were expected to, <clears throat> you were expected to perform. Of course. So, Nice. Well, cool. Well, thanks for your time today, Paul. Man, this Appreciate great. you letting us swing by, so, man. Good to see you again, too. Good. Thank you for listening to Pullin' Weeds, brought to you by Simpla. Please follow us on Twitter at Pullin' underscore Weeds Podcast. Keep up with all your association news and events at carolinasgcsa.org.